From NJ.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights, with your host, Steve Politi, and Rutgers insiders, Keith Sargent and James Cratch. Let's start shopping. Hello, everybody. Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media. Welcome back to the Rant. Got Sarge and Cratch with me as always, and, and fellas, I... I promised to our Rutgers Insider folks that I wouldn't, we would not spend a lot of time talking about what happened in Piscataway on Saturday. It wasn't pretty. Rutgers down 45 to 6 to Ohio State uh, at the half. And I will say this. This is my one, the one observation I'll make. I, I, while I thought Ohio State was going to win the game, and I thought the Ohio State would win the game comfortably, by that I mean more than 20 points, uh, I really didn't think that was going to happen again. And by that, I mean another one of these, these absolute embarrassing blowouts where the team is just totally non-competitive. Um, and maybe that was wrong to think that way, Cratch. I mean, you, you, know, you talked about it in your, in your film review. The speed and the talent gap is still so wide that, you know, the idea that Rutgers wouldn't have been more competitive perhaps was flawed before we got there. Yes, I think it was flawed in hindsight. And I think, you know, the, the silver lining, the good news for Rutgers is in terms of the Big Ten, Ohio State is way at the top. We're going to find out just how close or far Penn State is. Although last year we saw them be much more physically dominant than Rutgers. Talent gap looks like it's close against Michigan uh, by a significant amount. We're going to see Wisconsin in a couple of weeks. They're not as good. So Rutgers is making progress compared to the entire Big Ten. No doubt there. But Ohio State is, is almost like an SEC team that happens to reside in the Big Ten. And there is still a big, you know, Grand Canyon-sized gap between the two programs. We talked about it, sorry, at the time, but we're watching that one play where Ohio State's second best receiver takes a, takes a little pass at the 28-yard line. This, of course, sec- by second best, I mean he'll be the second one chosen in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, and he rounds the corner. You know, you see Tyshawn Fogg is trying to catch up. It's just he's three steps away, and then he's seven steps away. And then both the cornerback and safety have a chance to get him. He just, he just runs right around into the end zone. And they're like, okay, well, look, there's no, there's no, there's no scheming that. They're just not fast enough or, or good enough. I'm going to give Bobby Darren, our, our, our buddy from the 247 Sports uh, um, site, uh, credit. Free plug, yeah. Because he, he pointed this out while we were just waiting around for, for interviews after, after the game. The, guy, the, the Ohio State guy who was relaying signals, he was holding up like a big giant poster on the sideline, you know, with the plays, uh, you know, relaying, uh, you know, the play calls to, to, to the offense. The, the, the player who was doing that, had 27 scholarship offers coming out of, out of and, and he's now holding up a poster board with the plays. And now, again, Bobby uh, Darren gets full credit for it because he actually looked up the research on that. But that just tells you what, you know, what, what, the, the, the gap, the gulf between the two programs. I mean, you know, Ohio State has, has, has some dudes as, as, as Crash wrote in his game story. And, you know, Rutgers just doesn't have the, 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 the players to match up at this point. All right, the good news obviously, is now they're through the two hardest games. I, but I believe still to be the two hardest games on the schedule. Penn State might prove me wrong. Uh, and now, Cratch, you know, we're entering, we're entering uh, uh, the five games, I think, that are going to make or break this season. And all winnable, all should be competitive. That doesn't mean they're going to win them all, uh, certainly. But you win three of them, and you're in a bowl game, right? You've, already, you've accomplished that before the end of October. I mean, break break this down for us now. If you're if you're a Rutgers fan, what's the most what's the most likely win out of this group, and what's the one game you think is is the most uh, concerning? Wow, that's really tough. So, I would say, 
I think Rutgers fans should feel pretty good about the Michigan State game. I just think it's a, it's a situation where you know, Michigan State's now ranked 11th in the country. I know they've looked good, but I just have a hard time believing they're one of the 11 best teams in America. They might be due for a slip-up. Rutgers beat them last year. Obviously, Rutgers needs to kind of, you know, they're going to have motivation to break their two-game losing streak. You know, Northwestern, I think, is the game that you look at the schedule right now and you think this is the easy, the, the gimme win. You know, they just lost 56-7 at Nebraska. The other week. But it's like Northwestern runs the ball well, and they don't commit penalties, and they're kind of like Rutgers. They can go win ugly. It's a tough place to win. You know, the Illinois, I know Illinois has, you know, almost lost to Charlotte. They lost to UTSA, but they've been very competitive in all three of their Big Ten games, and they just had a running back go for 257 yards the other day. And we all know run defense is Rutgers, you know, one of their Achilles heels, especially when they play the Illini. And then you go to the, the home, you know, they come home from Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a dumpster fire right now. But they're still, you know, they still should have a, a talent advantage over Rutgers. I don't know how big it's going to be. And in Indiana, I think, is really just the toughest team to figure out. You know, they struggled this year. They surged last year. That, that's on the road. They're still a good team. So I look at it, yes, Rutgers should be able to get th- go three and two, get to a bowl game before they even go to Penn State. Very possible. But I don't think it's anything close to a given. Sorry, does what happened against Ohio State change your opinion going into the stretch at all? No, no. I think Crouch, you know, got. I think there's uh, three more wins on this schedule. I think uh, six, you know, and six, or, or even seven and five is still uh, certainly possible. What, which one? Which one of those games do you think? I mean, I look at Northwestern and you say that. Well, that's got to be the one. If you go, if you get steamrolled by Nebraska, you're not. You're just not very good. I think Michigan State. I mean, just looking at, uh, you know, who they played yet. They're, they're not obviously. I agree with Crash. Not as good as the top eleven team, but they're certainly better than they were last year when Rutgers won that game with seven turnovers. Uh, which one are you looking at, Sarge? Yeah, Northwestern, Illinois, and then probably Maryland. Um, are you know are, are three certainly winnable games. You know, Maryland at the end of the year. Um, it's interesting. They're, they're three and two and they're, you know, they're exactly what, you know, we, most of us, I, including us, I think, you know, figured that they'd be at this point. Um, I have, you've, you've said, um, and I kind of agree with it that I, I think at some point they're going to win a game that they're not supposed to, maybe it's this week against Michigan state and they're going to lose a game that they're not supposed to, maybe it's in Illinois or, you know, or, or Northwestern if, if they're favored in that game. So, um, you know, it, it's just the way it happens in college football. Sometimes it balances out. I still think, like I said, I think there's three wins on the schedule at least. I think it's interesting. I'd be, I'd be interested to see what happens. I, I, the crowd was, was very good against Ohio state. A lot of problems getting into the building, which is just a, I mean, something they've just got to fix. I mean, I, I, I arrived late at the game. My son had a hockey game. I wanted to see it. And it's just amazing the number of people stuck at the gates trying to get into this place. I don't know if that's an issue with everyone getting there at the last minute, if it's an issue with one of the electronic tickets, if it's just, you know, it's just a Rutgers screw thing. I have no, I really don't know. Uh, but clearly, you know, pe- getting people in the building is a problem. That said, you would think that if the crowd was that good against for Ohio State, you would have a similar level of crowd cratch, and that would give the team a boost. We, we haven't seen that yet in a couple of years, but it really was a, co- a big, co- big time college football atmosphere. No doubt. And very quickly, I think there's a very simple way to fix the crowd issue. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, sure. We're going to hire you and give you a $175,000 job at Rutgers if you can do this. Come on. Okay. Solve it. They just opened the stadium earlier. Like, no one's going to earlier? Tailgate. People are going to. No, 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 no. But yes, but here's the thing, too. Like, 
if you they, I don't think they open the stadium until like an hour and a half before kickoff, which is silly because and and people obviously if you, if Texas NJ.com, you know, if we're wrong, if I'm wrong, when the Scarlet Walk is over, they should open all the gates because there's a lot of people there who probably would just go in. I know everyone says tailgating, 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 but I also think you have a glut where if you open if you open things earlier, some people are going to trickle and that's going to reduce the flow. That's just my one thing. Just let people in the stadium. If people want to go there and sit in their seat two and a half hours for kickoff and watch guys field punts, so be it. The, 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 the problem is is the scanners, and I've talked to some people about it. Basically, you know, they have the tickets on, on on the phones. If you have multiple tickets, you have to scan through them. It takes time. The scanners aren't working. I know for the first game, uh, the scan count, uh, which I always open for, was was woefully off. I mean, it would, and, and I, we couldn't even use it. A couple of years ago, I opened for the same numbers in basketball. This isn't a new thing. Basketball, you know, at the rack has historically been the same way. Uh, two years ago, where where you know we our own eyes saw that they were you know had uh, you know were well over seven thousand as far as you know Big Ten games. It was showing. It was like. 3,000 people were walking in the buildings. Well, why? Well, because once the scanners go, they just wave them through and they just basically, you know, you have no way of knowing exactly how many people are in your building. So it's, it's, it's the scanners, you know, and, you know, they have going through a new, new ticket system, no more paper. It's just probably going to take time and, and, you know, you know, people getting used to it. Well, geez, <clears throat> take time. I mean, I don't. It, it, it's it's kind of, it's kind of small time if they can't figure that out. I really that's that. that yeah, is I shame. mean, is it is it the scanners? I mean, like, are we using the like the, the original model scanner from like you know nineteen ninety nine? A Tandy like, Radio Shack model, you know, <laughs> or, or is or is it you know possibly the people holding the scanners? Oh well, that's it. I mean, I you know that that could be it too for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's dive into true or false, guys. We were going to cover some issues from the game, some issues coming up the rest of the season. Uh, you know the rules. Here we go. All right, true or false? The fake punt in the first quarter against Ohio State, good idea, poorly executed. Cratch, true or false? True. Sarge? True. Oh, well, I'm going false, capital F. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, true or false? Rutgers will beat Ohio State in the next 10 years. Crunch, true or false? False. Sarge? False. Yeah, I, uh, it, it, it's painful to say, but until they prove otherwise, I go false as well. Uh, true or false? Rutgers will win three of its next five games. Crunch. False. Sarge? Three of the next five. You got Michigan State, Northwestern? I know, I know, Illinois. I know. I know. Uh, so you're not counting Maryland. Uh, false. False. Okay, I'm going to go false as well for now. We'll talk about that. Uh, true or false, Rutgers fans should storm the field if they beat Michigan State. Cratch. Absolutely, 100% yes. Wow, okay. <laughs> true. <laughs> I never have a problem. I, 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 I don't want to be the, the old guy and the second guy sounding like an old guy. I've never had a problem with they storm the field. Storm the field after you beat Delaware, I don't care. Okay, so that's true for you. I'll say true. Why not? It'd be fun. Get, 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 get some action in the field. All right, true or false, do not overreact to the Bo Melton injury. If he can't play this week, he is replaceable. Kratz, true or false? False. Sarge? False. He's far and away the best playmaker. I, I'm going I'm to say true. We'll talk about this in a minute. There. All right, uh, true or false, Cole Snyder 
look like QB1 2022 in the fourth quarter against Ohio State? Cratch, how do you think Cole Snyder looked? True or false? He looked good, but that's false. Sarge? He did look good. False. False. Okay. I'll, I'll add another false to that. I'd love to see more of them. Uh, true or false? The Ohio State loss will damage recruiting. A lot of players there watching this game. True or false? False. Sarge? If you have a choice between Ohio State and Rutgers, you probably hate to say it, Rutgers fans. This is not an indictment uh, uh, you know, uh, on Rutgers, but if you have a choice between Ohio State and Rutgers, you're probably choosing Ohio State. Uh, false. False. All right. Well, it hasn't, uh, I have to say true, because hasn't it already impacted uh, uh, recruiting? Omari Evans decided to go to uh, Penn State on Saturday. Was that, I guess that was, it was already going to happen. Is that what you're Yeah, you're I, I think that was, that was, I, I, someone had told me he was probably going there before the ball was in the cards. I mean, okay. here's the thing. Like, Greg Schiano and his staff think about all these things, I'm sure. And they had to know prior to planning this big shindig, that there was a reasonable chance they were going to get their doors blown off. And they still did it. I think the bigger issue when we go back to 78 nothing in recruiting was, one, 78 nothing. I mean, my goodness. But, two, that was like a horrible crowd and like a box. Weren't they trying to stripe the birthplace or something? And it was all botched. This yeah. was a great crowd on Saturday. So they, they got that part going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it doesn't matter if you're, if you're going to go to the, if you're going to go to Penn state and you go to the whiteout game and you see that crowd, it's always going to be better than, than right now what workers can to replicate. So, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's hard to top that. I just don't, you know, I, I, I guess it depends on what kind of recruits you're looking at. You're absolutely right. Correct. Uh, Sarge, if you have a choice between Rutgers and Ohio state, you're probably going to pick Ohio state. If you're uh, you know, a recruit there that, that has a choice between Rutgers and Indiana, well, that might be pretty good. That might be a pretty good crowd comparatively speaking to some of the other teams. The other thing, too, is, you know, some of these guys might watch it and then think to themselves, well, if I come to Rutgers, like, I can be the difference that gets them to playing with Ohio State. I think that's a factor, too. Right. Um, all right. Let's talk about Bo Melton. First, do, we, do, you, do you feel like this is a lot? I know they're not giving any information about injuries. We're just really guessing. He walked off. You can see his arm was drooping, Sarge. He's coming up. Do you think, yeah. do you yeah. think this is a long-term injury? Is this a season thing, a three, two, three-week thing? What are we looking at? I don't want to speculate on season, um, long-term, de- de- depending, depending. I don't, I don't think he'll play this week, uh, just based on just the eye test and, and just based on, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't paint the picture any more than other than the fact that the way you normally run, your two arms are, are running uh, side by side, but your arm is bent. His arm, right arm was just dangling, like drooping while, while he was running back to the locker room. So you clearly saw that he was in street clothes. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't expect him to play Michigan State. You know, long-term beyond that, I, I, I don't really want to speculate just yet. Why do you think this is devastating, Cratchy? You've got, you've got uh, Kruchank has proved to be a, a big play guy. I mean, you've got depth of that position. Finally, we even saw we had the much, the much ballyhooed arrival late in that game of the Kansas State transfer. Um, what, what do you think? Just because I think Bo's the one guy who, like, opposing defensive coordinators, I mean, in records with other guys, but, you know, teams have to take him out of the game. You know, he frees things up elsewhere in the offense. He's a guy that every keeps people up at night, whereas you take him out of the equation, you know, now that it's going to Crookshank, it's going, you know, you're going to have to ask guys like Isaiah Washington, Brandon Sanders, the, you know, young blood potentially to play much more, you know, much 
more snaps, much bigger spots than they have been playing. You know, Bo is, is a run threat. He's a special teams threat as a return guy. It's just a big loss all around. And I don't think if he's out for a good amount of time, you're going to say, okay, season's over, pack it up. But I think it's going to definitely complicate and things for an offense that, you know, is not terribly, you know, high-flying as it is. I, fake punt. Here, here, here's my argument. I wrote about it. I, I don't mind the idea of the fake punt. I just don't like the timing of it. And, and I, you know, I get Greg Channel accurately knew that he would have to take chances to beat Ohio State. You hadn't played. The offense moved the ball pretty well. You hadn't played but three minutes in the game at that point. You didn't, you couldn't, you didn't see what your defense was going to do. You've got the best punter in the country. I, I don't know. I, I still think in that situation, you pin them back. You, you hope your defense can, can rise to the occasion. And maybe it's a different game. Instead, you give them the ball on your side of the field. They score immediately and off to the races. Tell, tell me why that's wrong. I think they were moving the ball really well. You, you know, Isaiah Pacheco had that drop on that swing pass on third down. If he catches it, he probably at least gets some yardage and they go for it on fourth down. I think, look, they want to keep the drive going. You know, they were having success against the Buckeyes. I thought the play design was fine. You know, it was a, it was a well drawn up play. You know, Matt Alimo is your traditional up back. So if you, if you, you suddenly put Cole Snyder in at the up back, Ohio State's going to know something's coming. So I think putting him there was fine. Uh, the throw wasn't great. But then again, like I, even the throw was better. I think there was cover. I mean, it just didn't work. It was worth trying. But here's the thing: they could have punted and had Corsak pin Ohio State on the one. Ohio State, you know, with the Buckeyes were still going to score. You know, right, right. Henderson's touchdown run would have been like seventy yards long instead of forty-four. So, <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Uh, all right, and finally, we both we all said false to Rutgers will win three 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 of the next five games. I guess that's a little surprising. I, well, I think they should be underdogs in four of them, would you, would you say? I think that's a fair estimate. I've, I've said from the beginning I think they're going to win one game that they aren't expected to win and lose one game they they're aren't expected to lose. That could happen in the next, in the next five. If they, if they beat a team like Wisconsin, I don't care how bad Wisconsin looks right now, that to me is an unexpected victory. Whereas, you know, I mean, they could go, they could go to Northwestern and lose that game easily. I mean, that's, that's the thing with the Big Ten. There's, none of these are true gimmies, Cratch, I guess. If you look at it that way. Exactly. Uh, you know, look, the way I look at it, I'm not going to – I guess I'll spoil our pick. I, I think they're going to beat Michigan State on Saturday. Ooh. I do. Okay. I think they're going to split the, the two trips to Illinois. I, I would say that the Illini are likely the, the tougher opponent they're going to face. But, I, you know, Northwestern is built – they just win weird 18, 16 games at that place. That just to me seems like it could be like a total rock fight, similar to the Syracuse game that just goes the other way. And then look, Wisconsin, I, I hand up. I really screwed. Like there are some things I got right about the big 10 preseason. Like I, I was on the Michigan bandwagon from the start, got that. I was way wrong about Wisconsin. Yeah. I thought they might win the big 10. They are a disaster. Wow. And you, Honestly, they're a disaster to the point where you start to wonder, is this not just a one-off? Is this sort of like the end of the Wisconsin run that we're starting to see, you know, that, no, you can't just get a bunch of, you know, under unheralded, you know, fat guys from Wisconsin and, and New Jersey running backs and just have it work in perpetuity. So I, I think Indiana is just a tough match. So, like, yeah, I will say right now they're two and three. 
in the next five. They could be three and two, get to a bowl game. But I'll stick with two and three just because I think Wisconsin has, you know, I, I still think Wisconsin is a somewhat decent team that's had a bad run. And I think the Indiana matchup is going to be really tough. And I think Indiana can score points. I think that's the biggest issue Rutgers has going into this next five games is they need to score 35, 40 points to beat Indiana probably. And I just don't know if they can do that. All right. Good job, guys. Enjoyed it as always. Let's dive into our uh, Rutgers Insider questions. As always, thank you for subscribing. Uh, you guys had some good ones this week. And uh, uh, several people asked for our reviews of the Many Saints of Newark. I had not yet seen it. So perhaps we should make that our homework this week, guys, and come back with a, with a good Sopranos, uh, Sopranos movie review. That would be fun. Have you seen it yet? Either one of you? I've not. No? no, I have not. Right. No. All right. Well, we're, we're working on it this week. I promise we'll get back to that one. All right. First one, Rutgers is averaging 14.3 points a game against power five opponents. If they score under 20 in each of the next three games, is it fair to say that Sean Gleason is not the offensive mastermind we were told he was? Thank you, Chris from Toronto, our international listeners coming through again. Uh, I mean, what do you make of that? It, you know, that is two touchdowns a game. It is probably less than we expected. Um, do they need to have a, a big performance here to, to, to sort of justify our, our million-dollar offensive coordinator? Uh, that's a good question by Chris. Chris in Toronto always has very good questions. You know, I don't think you can kind of go too deep on blasting Gleason. I, look, I think it's – last year probably was a little bit of lightning in a bottle, you know, now that we're looking at it. I mean – the pieces Rutgers has on offense, if you if you look at them case by case, they're not terribly imposing or threatening. So this might just be kind of a regression to the mean. And I think that you know Gleason's a guy who clearly has figured out ways to first off, we have to remember what Rutgers offense was before Sean Gleason arrived. He's yes. clearly figured out creative ways to make them more productive, to move the football, to have a pulse. You know, like, I think Vedra threw for, like, 150 yards on Saturday. I was thinking if this was three years ago, it would have been, like, two yards passing in that game. That being said, I get where people are coming from. They need to score more points. But I I really think that we're not going to – we are not going to know the true value or stature or, like, how the ceiling for Sean Gleason in a Rutgers offense until he's got Gavin Wimsat playing. Yeah, that said, and I wrote this in the column, I'd love to see them line up and play – these next five opponents and and move the ball like like a Big Ten offense should, Sarge. And I, I got I got heat from fans again for for got the emails where oh, come on, Politi, it's your fourth game of the second year. Like yeah, I understand that, but this team has proven it's better than it looked. I thought it was pretty good against Michigan. It moved the you know they, they were okay. They were even in the line in, in in the trenches in those games. Why not be a Big Ten offense in this in these next five games, Sarge? Are we sure? I mean, have you anointed the Rutgers offensive line, the offensive line that Cratch, you know, astutely points out uh, every week in his film review, you know, keeps on mixing and mat- matching? Have we anointed them? It's good against like, Michigan. I mean, you know. Second half against Michigan. Right. You know? Okay. By the way, I got to say. How will we know? We don't know against that team. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish the point. <laughs> Are we have we anointed them as like this, you know, this, you know, hog mollies and, 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 you know, like the, come on, really? I mean, we've anointed this offensive line. Again, have you read one of Cratchit's film reviews on how they keep on mixing and matching? They don't have a solid, you know, five offensive linemen. And Graciano still, every press conference talks about how they're, you know, 
you know, they're still the biggest concern that he has. And, you know, each week, I mean, have we anointed them as this offensive line that's going to be able to be, like Crash said, like the, the Wisconsin of old, like just going going out and pounding these teams. We've anointed them as as, as being, you know, able to just uh, impose their will and, and, and make Rutgers, you know, play big, big 10 smash mouth football. Cratch? No, I mean, you don't have- yeah. <laughs> It's like how yes I, just, no. I just tossed that that hot potato right there. I'm like, I love that. That's good. Like, yes and no. Like, look, like they 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 have improved. They can do it sometimes. Other times they can't. They're still very hit or miss. The point I was trying to make before we let Sarge make his point and then Politi cowardly handed off the point <laughs> to me was the the I, I like the fan base is just all over the place with this team. Like they go out to Michigan, they make a couple of mistakes, they lose a close game, they probably should have won. People are how dare you say Rutgers should have won? Like you know, look at Pat, it's participation trophies. Look how far we've come. You know, this is the greatest thing ever. A week later, they play Ohio State, which played for that national title a couple of months ago, is clearly so far and ahead of everyone in the Big Ten. They get their, they get hammered, and people are like, "This is Greg seventy eight nothing. They were unprepared. How dare this happen?" Like, what? Like, guys, you, you got to pick a side here. Is it all like? Is it like enjoy the journey, or is wow. it you're ready to win now? One or the other. Like, let's let's find a side and go with it. Oh, okay, I like that's good. That's a good rant. I like it. Uh, to your point, Sarge, no. Okay, the offensive line is not this, this you know, Washington Redskins 1989 level. But, but I, I do think the offense has made tremendous strides. It's one thing if they, they, they can't move the ball against Michigan or Ohio State, I get it. I, I think this is just we're entering a different level of territory here where you should be able to see a competent offense these next five weeks. That's all I'm saying. They, That's it. No, they are about to embark on a journey against the Big Ten's soft middle. Yes. The, mm-hmm. the eight and four to four and eight. You know, it's like the NFL. Like there's some really good teams at the top, really bad teams at the bottom. And then there's this this soft, you know, they're they're about to play the Big Ten teams where they're, they, they're even on talent or maybe just a hair behind. And Steve's right. They should be able to kind of play straight up football against them. All right. Next to our point from a, from a insider, uh, Isaiah Pacheco only got seven touches. None of them were North South runs. You have a power back who runs North strong North South. Why do we keep on running him to the outside? Uh, Karachi, we've talked about this a million times. This, I think this, this one we can kind of shrug off as with everything else with Ohio state, but uh, your thoughts on where we are with the running game and, and Pacheco. That's just what they do. And to their credit, it worked, it worked a little bit against Michigan and Delaware, so I, I can't kill them for that. But, yeah, this is, this is just the offense. They're trying to stretch the field vertically because they don't I – mean, horizontally because they don't feel they can go vertically. And that was one of the things – like, they took some deep shots early on in the game and it was working, and then they kind of went away with it until it was 45-6, to six, which I didn't really get. So, yeah, I mean, this, this is the offense. They're going to keep doing it. I feel like Isaiah Pacheco, unfortunately, is just destined to have one of these careers at Rutgers where – he was really good, and everyone knew he was really good, but he just never gets over the hump and has that breakout season that you know people remember. All right, thoughts on Youngblood's role going forward? I was always confused with where he would fit in, given Krushank's role. Sarge, we saw him late in the game. He looked pretty good. I mean, I guess it's against the, you know, the Ohio State C-teamers, but caught a touchdown pass, was involved in the offense. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Here, here's a, let's broaden it out. What is the if 
if Melton can't play, who are the go-to guys for this offense be, be beyond Krushank in this game? Yeah, it has to be Isaiah Washington. He, he's, you know, Brandon Sanders are, are the two guys, obvious. I mean, you know, coaches don't go – there's a depth chart for a reason, and the guys who we've seen playing, Isaiah Washington – yeah, obviously, Crookshank has his role, but Isaiah Washington and Brandon Sanders are the guys who they trust more than, um, you know, Youngblood or Sean Munderland or anyone else down below. There's, I'd be very surprised if there's that, you know, guy who all of a sudden just comes out of nowhere. Um, it's going to be Isaiah Washington. Who, We've been waiting for Washington to do this for like two years. That's exactly right. I was going to say that. Two years ago, as a freshman, showed, showed some signs. We saw him in a spring game. I know it was a spring game, but like we, we're, we're waiting for him to, 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 to emerge. Maybe this is his opportunity. All right, and this is a good one. We got a, cut. a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people are, are writing content for for James Cratch this week. Want to know what Mel Ch- Tucker, Tucker is doing with the chop? So this is the reader, Mark and Piscataway. Mel Tucker seems to have taken last year's loss very personal for a head coach coming out in recent weeks. Days parroting the chop mantra, et cetera, on social media. Any idea what his issue is with the loss last year and Rutgers in general? Um, so they, I mean, so Cratch, do you want to give, want to give a sneak preview as to your, uh, deep investigative reporting on what's going on with Michigan state and the chop? Yes, I, I did dig deep. Um, it will be on NJ.com. We're taping this Monday morning. Uh, it should be up Monday afternoon. I'm just waiting to talk to the big guy about the, the thoughts of the keep chopping, uh, gimmick right, infringement. <laughs> yeah, actually we, we are going to talk, you know, um, look, I, I, so one thing I, I want, I will say this, Mel Tucker, I have, we have, you know, evidence through our investigation. Like he, he didn't just take this from Rutgers like last fall. Like he has used the term before he used it last season. He used it when he was in Colorado. It probably dates back. It, I know for a fact it almost assuredly dates back even further. That being said, it, it's something that he really seems to have picked up. Like trying, he's trying to make it a thing somewhat abruptly. If I am correct, he did not tweet the words keep chopping until like September 5th of this year. Um, It's strange. It's kind of peculiar to me just because I was talking to some people at Michigan State. He has like a whole like laundry list of like football guy terms and cliches that he like, that's literally, apparently his press conferences, they're just like cliche transition, cliche transition. So he's chosen this one for some reason. And look, it's a really good mantra. I mean, as far as – But at least – PJ Flat came up with he came up with yeah I was gonna say he went to row the boat I mean yeah there's other things you're gonna mean other things you can do mow the lawn there's gotta be something you so my 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 personal opinion takeaway is that yeah I think he's just trolling Rutgers I think for whatever reason he got hired you know roughly at the same time as Greg he probably looked at the Big Ten Michigan's obviously his rival you know you got to start somewhere and I guess he you know he tried to he came into New Jersey and and recruited the state hard you know that was a thing yeah I mean he and hey it's good like I know Rutgers fans are are irritated I know that people I think the program is kind of bemused at why he's doing this and also irritated but this is good at the end of the day this is great for the Big Ten it's great for Rutgers it's great for Michigan State Rutgers is in the Big Ten. They're competing. They need to start having healthy hatred with their brethren. And I don't, I don't know what to call us a rivalry yet, but there's some heat to this game, and that's really good and fun for all involved. <laughs> with that should... being said, I really don't understand what Mel Tucker is doing except really pissing off the Scarlet Knights ahead of one of the biggest games of the year for both right. sides. 
Right. So it's funny because you're talking about investigations. Well, Plitty did the initial investigation on the chop, and he went back and talked to the guy yeah. who, who who instilled it with Graciano. And um, which I mean, it's funny. We're, you know, Rutgers fans, you know, listen to this Potter, listen to the Woodward and Bernstein of of investigative reporters who dig deep on the cho- on the chop and the origin of the chop, and, and Steve Politi and James Cratch. But going back, I mean, Greg, technically, if you really want to be te- technical, like didn't the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, do it first in Jack Del Rio, and it wasn't like a disaster. So yeah, I think a kicker I, I, chopped I off his leg or something. I, I might be getting the Punter, details Punter wrong. Put an axe, put an axe, axe to his leg. The, <laughs> that was, something bad happened. I know that. Yeah, and that was a little bit before the Illinois game where right. he chopped you know the origin two thousand five Illinois game. So um, look, it's a copycat business, and and you know I think coaches are are always looking to. But it's great. It's a great storyline. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna use it anyway. I think we should we should commission a study of what of what acceptable come up with like a list of acceptable new ways of saying keep chopping like you know i was thinking maybe trim the hedge would be a good one you know mow the lawn come on what do you got here i mean we already have row the boat we you know pull the weeds pull, pull the weeds i love it you're in you're in the garden okay you're in the garden you're facing a lot of weeds you got all you gotta do is you get you gotta pull the first one pull the next one that's a good one i like it pull the weeds cut the fat Cut the, the fat. fat. Trim, trim. The fat. You got to trim the fat, man. You got a big steak out there. You're waiting for – you got to just get one piece at a time. Trim the fat. All right. I like it. We're going to work on that, guys. Hem the pants. Hem the pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hem the pants, maybe. Yeah, there's something there. It's good. It works. You can do a little sewing motion with your hand instead of chopping. You call like you call your stadium, like, the pants party, and, like, people have, like, you know, Steve Crow and Anchorman, like, signs. <laughs> this is Illinois is going to be using that. Right, you watch. Uh, all right, uh, a couple more questions. Um, uh, here, here's, here's one, and this will segue great into the into the preview. Um, is Michigan State a, le- a legitimate eleven, or have they benefited by beating some overrated teams, Miami and Indiana? Uh, not that they're not good, but eleven seems a tad dramatic for their resume. Crash, you hinted at it a little bit. You don't think they're quite at that level, uh, but certainly they're better than they were last year. I mean, what's going on in, in, in East Lansing? Yeah, no, I, I don't think that they're quite there at that level. I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't have them ranked 11th. I think I have them ranked like 14th or 15th, somewhere in there. No, I, I definitely think that they are they're benefiting from that. And that's just the thing, like, in the Big Ten. I mean, Iowa's ranked ahead of Penn State in the poll. I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's one spot and they're going to play this weekend. But, you know, Iowa hammered Indiana and Iowa State, who have proven that they're not very good, whereas obviously – Penn State beat Indiana as well, but, you know, they beat Auburn, which is – who is just beat LSU in Death Valley. So I definitely think that Michigan State is overranked at 11. I think they're really good, but I, I don't think that – you know, it kind of goes back to uh, basketball a couple years ago when they beat Ohio State when they were ranked like 18th in the country. Like, you were at the rack that night. You you went walked away thinking, A, great win for Steve Peichel and Rutgers. B, there's no way Ohio State is one of the 18 best teams in America. I think we're going to have a similar thing on this Saturday if Rutgers wins. Tremendous win for the Scarlet Knights, but that's not one of the 11 best teams in the country. All right, let's dive into the predictions then. You, you know, you hinted at it, Crest. Do you want to go first? Do you think they're going to win this game? I do. I think Rutgers is going to win this game. I will say 24-21. And I think that Valentino Ambrosio, who very quietly has not been terribly strong in the big spot, kicks the field goal to win the game, sends Rutgers to its first win over a ranked opponent since 2009. 
Wow. And yes, the fans should storm the field because given everything that's going on at Rutgers, given, you know, everything this program has been through, I don't care if it's number 11. I don't care if Michigan State's a little overrated. Enjoy the moment. Rush the field. Have something. There's a first kind of signature moment of of Shiano 2.0. I, I agree with you on that. That part of it, the line was six. Um, my, Michigan State minus six, Sarge. You surprised at that number? And who are you picking? I think Michigan, I, I think Michigan State wins it. It'll be a rock fight. Oh, it's going to be a rock fight. Um, 20, 21-20. Wow, okay, so close game. You're going you're gonna to take the points then, and the Michigan State win. Uh, I'm going the other direction again, uh, mostly now to catch up because, you know, I'm, I'm on a losing streak here. I think it's going to be a closer game too than, than, than before. I just, you know, <laughs> the seven turnover thing from last year, this is going to be hard to replicate. Uh, I've seen some things I haven't liked. I'm still not sure about, I mean, again, I think they'll have, they have personnel to make up for Bo Melton, but maybe not enough. Defense hasn't been great. I think it's going to be like a 31-24 Michigan State win. So I'm going to lay the six points. Uh, and uh, try to make a comeback. All right. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? Any, anything else going on on campus? Sarge, you're making a trip this week. Where are you going? Yeah, tell, 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 tell our listeners. Going going? To my second home, my, 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 yeah. my, my, my winter vacation, my fall vacation, my summer vacation. My, like my, like Indianapolis has become – and it's not just to visit Kevin Fine, which, you know, I, I'm sure he's going to, you know, you know, welcome me with open arms. But it's to cover Big Ten Basketball Media Day, both men's and women's uh, basketball media day. So we'll get a chance to uh, – preview those uh two teams uh, uh starting on interesting all right uh what anything else going on campus cratch we we had uh, uh some field hockey results not a good one but still against a top ranked team yeah field hockey tough loss to iowa bounce back i think they beat indiana you know soccer is rolling along and women's soccer's won five straight so you know this is a it's kind of a strange thing to say for Rutgers, but the only it, this is all about getting to the postseason getting to the big 10 tournament and seeing what those teams can do there it's interesting. I said a reader pointed out that that the Rutgers women's soccer team has never lost to Ohio State. So in an alternate universe where that is the most important thing, uh, Rutgers has the has the uh, upper hand over the Buckeyes. Well, well, go back to you think Ohio State beats Rutgers in uh, in, in the next decade? Remember the football question? What do you think? Rutgers women's soccer play? <laughs> I just I just don't. I forget it. There's no chance that that's good. No, no way. They they're just not recruiting the same level as Rutgers women's soccer. <laughs> They're even proven. They're, they're a juggernaut. Come on. There's no way. I don't soccer. All right. Uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything else before we sign off? No. No. I mean, field, field hockey, uh, you know, they played Iowa, number one team in the country. I mean, again, you go back to what Crash said, that, you know, we're, we're at this point, you know, one of those teams, I, I think, has a good chance to win, win the first Big Ten, ten title, whether it's uh, women's soccer, probably is, is, a, is a favorite, but field hockey has an opportunity as well. All right, on that note, all of you out there, just pull those weeds. We're ready for next week. We'll be back here to recap the, uh, the Michigan State game. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Rutgers Rant. To participate in the conversation and receive live updates about the Scarlet Knights directly to your phone, sign up at nj.com insider.